What's going on internet? Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I'd like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am your hip-hop and gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in. For episode 119, the main topic will be, unfortunately, E3 2023 no longer being a thing. And by that, I mean it's died, it's passed away, and it's not here no more. So we're going to get into the details surrounding that, but of course we're going to cover a plethora of topics in the video game and in hip-hop realm. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show. Click my Cash App link located towards the bottom of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars as it helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses make sure to click that bell icon for youtube to be notified when i go live and when i post uh, shorts about the latest hip-hop news and with that let's get into episode 119 i don't really know how to confess my love really seen a guy want to test my love for you so i don't know how to express my love that's why i american express my love for you now if you're wondering where those lyrics came from just know well look no further than the boy aka drake aka the goat aka aubrey ground so for the meantime while these Notable hip-hop artists are taking a break from making music and giving it to the respective fan bases. Um, this new evolution in AI technology has allowed fans to go in and mimic people's voices to create whatever song that they want. Now, in general, or no, specifically, this track is not um, a result of that evolution of technology because drake actually leaked this himself wait my fault um some random person on the internet leaked this track quote unquote but i i think we all know at this point drake was probably the one who leaked it because i think he has some ovo sound type radio deal and he put this track on there and then it's just like releasing to the public but even every time somebody plays it on their youtube it's like taken down so i'm not gonna play it at all but for the most part i really want to get into how this man sampled kim kardashian even after mr j prince aka the boogeyman himself made drake and kanye come into a alliance for like a um was it a begrudging alliance i don't know how to really say it it, it really wasn't um something that they both had in mind it was more of like jay prince wanted to free larry hoover and the only way he knew to get that message out in the mat uh in the most amount of fans like or the most amount of eyes is to have kanye and drake do a concert literally saying to free larry hoover so um that's why he made them make make up but obviously drake and kanye aren't the greatest of of buddies at this point and it just is expressed no pun intended in this track as drake has kim kardashian all on the track and it's, it's very interesting to see how drake could go from crying <laughs> about kanye singing that he wants kim to come back home to him to having drake on a song called rescue me 
it's very um let's just say that boy's good man i'm not gonna lie to you that boy's good that's a level of petty that i don't think we've we've even um started to master yet or even started to understand because in general don't think we forgot about chris paul but that's all i'm gonna say so anyways uh drake in the track rescue me is is out now on all youtube and illegal sites <laughs> if you want to listen to it but uh, i mean youtube's not a legal site but you know they're not really uh letting it live on any other youtube channel so if you want to listen to it i would suggest either downloading it and because um the ov well no no the umg boys which is drake's ma major label which is a uh, universal music group i don't want to use acronyms and to confuse y'all it's going around taking down this track but in general if you want to look it up it's out there for for you to see or and to listen to but this track is a, is a i'm gonna say it's a vibe and the reason i say it's a vibe because it's not really too much going on i mean the 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 pace uh speeds up throughout the second half of the track but at the beginning it's more of like a lullaby and he's just singing how he wants to be rescued and i think he's singing from a woman's pers perspective because from my humble opinion i believe this track is all about kim kardashian and how she wanted to be rescued from kanye i mean even drake said uh something about somebody going through a divorce i think on her loss and then him being like i can rebound or if you need me to rebound I'll be ready to get you some boards or something like that. Like right off of talking about somebody getting a divorce and who just notoriously got a divorce from one of the most popular artists we've ever seen in life. So I think Drake is playing the interesting game right now. And Drake is, um, Drake has a pattern with, uh, this type of behavior. I mean, you look at DJ drama, uh, you look at Chris Brown, who else? There's a lot of other people you could talk. I mean, even random people who, who wives are just like, I don't know, maybe just straight tens across the board. Like Drake does not care if you have a husband or if you have a significant other because he is coming for you if he wants you. So um, for this track being Rescue Me, quote unquote, featuring Kim Kardashian, having her all over the track. And even her sample is pretty funny. I mean, literally, it's uh, she has a, a quote which says, I didn't come this far just to come this far. Y'all let me know what that means. But anyways, uh, she said she got it from the internet and laughed at the end. So I thought that was pretty funny. How people can be uh, so influenced by the internet to just use random quotables that make no sense. So <laughs> so anyways, uh, obviously you could say it, it makes sense in a certain aspect. But for Kim Kardashian, I mean, we all knew how she like got her rise to fame. So it's like a double triple entendre maybe but anyways y'all let me know how so anyways click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about drake just poking fun at kanye time and time again and do you think kanye will ever respond to these subliminal disses from drake now with the evolution of technology we've came to a point where it's got beyond scary it's gotten to the point where it's literally beyond scary because anybody can mimic anybody's voice and everybody's voice to say whatever they want them to say. So at this point, they're using it in the music realm and having all these quote unquote AI covers. I mean, look up AI covers and you would just see a plethora of songs and 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 collabs just out of the blue collabs you would never think to see i mean i literally saw an ai cover with juice world covering die for you and i was like wow like 
Juice World singing like the weekend is kind of fire. But anyways, so we're talking about, well, the particular topic at hand is Mr. West and his AI coverage is going crazy over the internet right now. So you have the ability to mimic any artist in the music field and most if not everybody is choosing Kanye West to cover all these popular songs. Now, I think that's an interesting point as the general consensus seems to be that Kanye West is the artist that most people would prefer cover most popular tracks by the by these AI covers coming out. Because if you have the ability to cover or just to mimic any artist's voice and everybody's using Kanye West, I think that's a telltale sign that this man is maybe one of the greatest artists of our generation. Because for me personally, I would have I would have Drake cover all the weekend songs. I would have the weekend cover all of Drake's songs and then maybe a little bit of in between of, of them collabing. And I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure it's going to come. But right now, I think the technology is a little bit limited. And I say limited, you know, be able, being able to mimic anybody's voice to say whatever you want and even copy the vocal inflection. That's the biggest thing. It's not like they're taking these words like you've seen in the past with these AI generated uh, audios where it's like if you say the and then you go on to make a sentence and then you, if you say like uh, top and you go on to make a sentence and then if you say like the G and go on to make a sentence somebody could say oh you're talking about the top g but it's really just you breaking up those words to make whatever sentence you want but now ai has evolved to where the vocal inflection is as if you're actually speaking it like if you're actually like instead of the top g it's like the top g if that makes sense so let me let me do it again just in case. So basically the generic version of the AI which usually be like the top G and I could be all the, the vocal inflection would be all the way off. But now it's like authentic in a way that I don't understand at all how they're able to mimic it. But now they're able to make you say the top G in a generic in a genuine um in an organic fashion. So it's much it's more seamless nowadays when you're listening to these AI covers and not as janky as it used to be. And this is just the beginning of the uh, chatbot was the GPT-4. I forget what it's called. But basically, basically, it's a whole a whole lot of open source AIs right now. And I think a lot of companies literally have departments where they judge the integrity of the AI because, you know, AI can get to the point where it's just feeding you false information and then you could use that false information to end up maybe passing away. So that's why those defense departments are put in place. But nowadays, um, yeah, they're putting out this AI technology like it's just running out of style, like it's just not going to be here for the next year or two. And in that aspect i feel like it's very scary as there's going to be so many different lawsuits with major labels and youtubers acting like a certain artist but making those artists voice say stuff in their own words like there was this youtube video that had eminem talking about him making a cat or liking it was like eminem i like cats or something like that it was like a track about eminem and cats and universal music group which is the major label that um Eminem is under just completely took that video down all he was doing was using Eminem's voice and he had Eminem in the title but it wasn't actually Eminem's song it was originally made beat it was original uh, lyrics it was just Eminem's voice and and title over 
over the um yeah over the title so it's, it's not like illegal i would say i don't think a major label owns your voice it just owns basically your likeness like if you you can't you can't have eminem eminem plaster all over your eminem ai covers but you could have like a random song um i forget what it's called you can have a a, a red a cover for your song just about whatever the topic is at hand and just not use eminem in the, in the thumbnail i think you'll be all right but i guess not as these major labels are completely pushing pushing the line of what's legal and illegal because now i feel like they're illegally taking down some of these youtube creators work based on the fact that it sounds like another artist and it's not illegal to sound like another artist it's only illegal if you literally use their likeness to sell products or if you it was another thing or if you used a beat so if, if, if it was like an eminem beat and then you took that and made your own eminem lyrics it's still copyrighted because you don't own that beat but if you originally make your beat and then you originally make the lyrics and it just sounds like eminem that's not a crime. So, well, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not a crime. It's not. It's not illegal. So for UMG to go out and take that video down, which um, I'm pretty sure if you look it up, it was like a big thing because everybody was like, with this evolution of of AI, where are we gonna go with the copyright infringement? And now I think we're starting to see that these major labels don't care if you even make their own beat yourself and you make their own lyrics like if you're using eminem in a title and it sounds like eminem they're taking it down which i think is a little bit illegal it's like in itself um so it's a very interesting conversation because the evolution of ai is um just starting as far as the mimicking of voices to say whatever you want and a vocal inflection type of um in an organic vocal inflection instead of just having janky words splashed together is like literally sounding like you're just talking like i am right now so it's a scary thought to see where this could go because like we've already had an ai rapper which you know was saying the n-word a bunch of times and then come to find out the creator of that was white and so that got a lot of backlash i forget what the name was but yeah he got dismembered pretty fast and guess what a major label was behind that so I think they was already ahead of his time, but now we're seeing the likes of Kanye West being mimicked, uh, Juice World, of course. And I saw a funny video. Hold on, let me see if I can find it because this was hilarious. Let me see if I can find this because th this is probably the, the most accurate description I could probably find about AI and, and the ramifications of it because I don't think a lot of people understand that you can literally do anything when you can copy somebody's voice. And that's a scary thought. Like, think about stuff that you could do with a politician's voice. And that's all I'm going to leave it at. So anyways, uh, let me bring this up. Okay, yeah. So this is this is DJ Academics. And he's talking about um, the ramifications of AI. I know the ramifications of this already. 
Don't let a nigga at Empire get a hold of this shit. They're going to be making songs with dead niggas like it's going out of style. Yo, King Von got a new new disc to Young Boy. You listen to you listen like oh, where are they recording before he died? Yeah, 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 yeah. He recorded before he died. Yeah, 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 yeah. You listen to the song. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you, you hear King Von say, "And fuck you, nigga, I'll slide to Utah." You're like, Utah. <laughs> so basically, that's that's kind of what I'm seeing. Because if you don't know Empire unfortunately has a lot of artists under his major label that's passed away and some people like to make conspiracy theories out of it and i don't fault him for it because at this point seeing the sales of juice world and pop smoke still outselling some of your favorite artists who are actually alive is um i'm not going to say disturbing because you know they, those were legendary and iconic artists but still a reason to be concerned about the what's the the moral high ground of, of ai technology like if you were to literally have an artist pass away and make whole new a whole new album simply because you can mimic his voice and if the major label supports that and puts it out then i think it comes to a place where it's uh morally unethical i think that's how you say it because if an artist has passed away and doesn't have any unreleased music, I think that's where the the morality is in question. But is or the the moral, uh, I think I said it right. But um, as far as him having a bunch of unreleased music, of course, like we've seen with the case in Juice World, I mean, I think that's that's a fair play. But if the AI technology was to be used to literally create a whole album from a passed away artist, then I think that could create some some moral issues because then what are you really saying to his fan base are you saying that you care about in increasing his legacy or are you trying to make money off of an artist has already passed away so i think we can get to a point where this ai technology will have to be limited to a certain um degree and it's going to be whole new contracts being made with artists nowadays with this uh, ai implemented into it like literally if Drake was to mimic his voice and put out a whole album by himself, you don't think that he would do that just under the name of somebody else to to generate all the proceeds for himself? So that's why I think it's getting into a scary legal situation with this whole evolution of technology. And that's just the bare minimum. Like when I'm not even talking about the real ramifications, like I kind of hinted to when talking about using politicians voices, but, um, Sticking to more of the lighthearted use of it with mimicking music or musicians, it's very interesting to come full circle that everybody is using this technology to have Kanye West cover all the popular tracks. It's almost like the general consensus is that Kanye West is maybe one of the greatest artists to ever live. So anyways, click my link tree in my bio and let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Kanye West and just his AI covers in general? And also, what do you think is the most popular Kanye West AI cover? And I might actually make that the title of this segment. Now y'all tell me how this makes sense. Drake, aka The Goat, makes a track with Mr. Uzi Vert and they decide to not put it out. Now, apparently, this track called At The Gates is an unreleased collaboration between Mr. Uzi and The Goat. 
but when it was previewed the track's title was confirmed which is why everybody's titling it at the gates but now yeah the fir- it was first previewed september 6 2021 and the track title was confirmed September 29th, 2022. Man, don't ever tell you that Uzi doesn't take time uh doesn't take time to make his music cuz this man takes forever. But anyways, that's besides the point. So this track is straight fire. I don't know why they would un- save this as an unreleased track. Maybe uh Uzi's planning to put this on his next album, which I can see him doing cuz from the looks of it, it seems like it's finished. Well, from the um the listen when i listened to it, it seemed like it was a finished track or, or a finished production as far as whoever did the beat and obviously if you're looking at uzi and drake i mean you just think it's a no-brainer to put this out right i mean it's just like a abundance of sales coming through simply for the names and let alone the track is actually fire so i think that this just is a, a play off of uzi being one of those type of artists that wants to be uh perf- perfect and just have perfection for his fan base which is nothing wrong with that but sometimes you kind of hold yourself back when you look at a track and you're like ah maybe later maybe later and then eventually never comes out that's usually the case with some artists and and their unreleased music so anyways let's get into the actual reactions from fans because the track actually is on youtube if you want to listen to it drake and lil uzi at the gates and a lot of people was joking about Drake always rapping about taking half a pill, which if you don't know, but Drake definitely, um, he said something like on a flight, I took half for the night or something like that. Oh, on sickle mode. That's what it was. And he was out like a light. And then he's back again on this track at the gates rapping. Um, I don't know about what it is about Drake being on the track with auto-tune heavy rappers, but he's always talking about taking half a pill when he's with these auto-tune heavy rappers. He never does it when he's rapping with, you know, a, a lyric. Well, does Drake? Yeah, he doesn't really rap about half a pill when he's rapping with Jay-Z or when he's rapping with... Ain't gonna lie, I don't know there's anybody... There's, not, there's nobody else on his level. Um, so that's it. But, but for the most part, um, Drake only talks about taking half a pill when he's collabing with these heavy auto-tune rappers and i think it's maybe a future type of uh influence there because of course if you don't know i mean you probably do know future is probably the most uh, influential person and having most of these young artists uh take drugs and you know what i mean i'm gonna say allegedly because i ain't trying to get sued but everybody knows what it is future is probably the one what are the most impactful and influential when it comes to that aspect and is that a positive thing no but i just had to point it out so anyways a lot of people talking about drake says he never drake never takes a, a whole pill somebody else says if he don't drop this song at some point uh which you know is probably a sentiment for a lot of uzi and drake fans uh somebody else said i need this to wake me up every morning i mean i want to say all that but then somebody else said you could tell somebody in the studio was recording off their iphone that's funny yeah because the recordings i've heard is pretty low and somebody said, why hasn't it been released yet? It's been like two, three years. That's funny. Somebody else said, hopefully this is on Scary Hours 3, which I think for Drake, I don't think he's going to put out a whole body of work this year because technically we had the whole pandemic, which is why I think we got so much Drake music because what was he, what else was he going to do besides record? Like you can't, you can't go on tour. Everything was shut down. 
you can't ask people for money because it's literally a pandemic like imagine going on tour with beyonce type prices during the pandemic like you see how he well, you see the response to the to the drake tour tickets right now and like post well quote unquote post pandemic everybody's still tripping out about the prices imagine if you went on tour like right when the pandemic uh regulations was lifted like everybody would just had a heart attack or something like they were just passed out like they would have been like ain't no way he's charging us this and we just got out of not being able to work or go to work or any any of that uh normal activities that were that we're accustomed to and he wants us to go out and pay this money to be around a large group of people so i think it, during the pandemic the reason we got so much drake music is because he couldn't go nowhere like literally i think that's it and now since he can literally go on tour which he is currently um i don't think we'll get as much drake music i think that unreleased track called rescue me featuring kim kardashian which is just hilarious to say out loud um i think that's purposely leaked by him because he's just you know he's probably just um what's the word experimenting in the studio but as far as a whole body of work i don't think he's even thinking about that and, and putting that together um not for this year maybe early 2024 at the at the earliest but for the most part um and i was correct if you ever go back and listen to my conda my conda my uh, kanye west donda 2 review when he when he announced it i said this wasn't coming out this year because kanye west does not ever put out music when he says he's gonna put out music and guess what do we have do we have donda 2 i guess technically if you have a stem but to the real i'm not gonna say the real world that's kind of disrespectful but to the people who only listen to music on dsps and uh youtube and stuff like that it's it's not um available uh, i mean certain songs are but as far as the whole album it's not available so um yeah i don't think drake's giving us an album anytime soon probably at the earliest uh 2024 but i could see like because to bring it full circle i could see him put, putting out a scary hours ep with like three or four songs but even that's a stretch. So anyways, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about this Drake and Lil Uzi track? And do you think this seems like it was an actual leak? Like whoever was in the studio was like recording this off a of like off a of straight just flip phone. Like I don't know what type of quality that he was recording this off of. But the song does seem finished. And whoever recorded that, man, I don't even know if he on this earth anymore. So anyways, uh, let me <laughs> click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about this Drake and Lil Uzi track? And do you think that Lil Uzi will put this, uh, this quote-unquote leak track at the gates on his next album? In the most unfortunate news you can possibly imagine... The Super Mario Bros. movie reviews are in, and let's just say that it's not looking good. Because only it only has a 55%, I believe, on Rotten Tomatoes right now from critics that have seen the movie early, of course. And it's below the 60% threshold to qualify as fresh. So the 55% Rotten Tomato score for... Um, Super Mario Bros. is is very un um, unfortunate because um if you don't know Illumination made this movie which is the creators of Despicable Me so you would think the animation is on point which it is that's not the the bad part of this movie the animation is on point a lot of people did recommend to see it in 3D so that's not the point it's the story and just how the story literally makes no sense which a lot of people be like well don't usually Mario movies or Mario video game story make no sense technically 
you could say it makes no sense but in the video game aspect it makes all the sense in the world but in a movie aspect when you have to have a point a and a point b and you have to get to like point c at the end it's like um we don't really see the whole storyline being cohesive which it makes sense but anyways so illumination just received the first 55 percent on rotten tomatoes and actually no i think it yeah it tied the 2015 minion movie as illumination's third worst rated movie in the studio's 13 year history so of course illumination is not used to putting out these duds as far as movies and it only is highlighted by the fact that this is mario like literally the savior of video games i know a lot of people like to give that title to other like unknown i'm not gonna say unknown but other like random games like tetris or whatever but for mario he was actually the savior of video games i believe and he literally carried a whole franchise i mean not franchise a whole um company in nintendo for a while and holding them down to the point where they could try to uh, branch out and, and create new ips but mario was the one where you come back to where you're like okay this is a surefire hit so for the movie to have a very low rating from Rotten Tomatoes after being made by Illumination and being promoted by Nintendo, it's a very surprising blow or just surprising news in general for the for the public. For me personally, I'm definitely planning on seeing this movie simply because my love for video games is unmatched. And I would <laughs> I would definitely say I'm a nerd when it comes to video games uh, or just gaming in general. And uh, Mario is one of those where you just have to pay your respects and, and go see the movie because as a gamer, you know what Mario means to the industry. So anyways, uh, for this movie to be super trash, it's unfortunate, but I'm still going to see it. I probably just won't see it as soon as it drops. But a lot of the different... Um, reviews was saying like um entertainment weekly said it's quote is all quite fun with a good sense of humor and a consistent computer animated aesthetic which basically is talking about the illumination uh influence about the animation because if you don't know illumination it's probably one of the better uh animated studio or animation studios in the business as far as movies go and for that you know is it's the same here they said, especially during the Rainbow Road sequence, that you would probably be having more fun just playing a game together instead. That's funny. So, I think they were talking about the movie. They were talking about, you'd rather just play the video game than watch the movie. Which, I mean, kind of makes sense. The, the video game is definitely hard to match up to. I was just comparing it to the last Mario movie. The, li the live iteration of mario which i don't know why they did a live iteration but that was just complete trash so anyways uh the end no i want to use another one uh variety variety says quote there have been approximately 50 movies based on video games and most of them are terrible mario presides over a digital playground that lifts the spirit to a place of a split second wonder and the super mario bros movie stays true to that its ingenuity is infectious you don't have to be a Mario fan to respond to it, but the film is going to remind the millions who are why they call it a joystick. Mm, interesting. All right. And then Screen Crush said, quote, the Super Mario Bros. movie could definitely be better, but it couldn't be more slavishly devoted. What is it? What's slavishly? What type of word? 
slavishly. I ain't never heard that before. Devoted, devoted to the look, feel, characters. Okay, they say a bunch of stuff. Basically, they said the movie ain't much. Barely 80 minutes of colorful action and winking game references as a feature length commercial for the Nintendo games is reasonably effective. And then the Hollywood Reporter said, quote, the plot is as basic as can be. <laughs> and the character development is clearly not a priority. Delivers a reasonably faithful big screen adaption that, while it features plenty of juvenile humor, wisely doesn't lean toward broad satire. Fans will be delighted by the many Easter eggs, including the vocal cameos by original Mario voice. But I don't really... Like, how are you going to pick out the original voice of Mario? Do people, like, know what that sounds like? I mean, of course you do, but it's like, in a movie, will you be able to pick that out? Hopefully, they make it, like, a, a point to say, like, oh, this is what we're trying to do instead of just having the windows uh, see or blinking you miss the type of cameos. I saw another thing when they were talking about Chris Bratt as being the voice of Mario, being, like, one of the main de detriments, because uh, if you don't know, let's just say the the... The casting of Chris Pratt as Mario wasn't uh, well received. And let's just leave it at that because, uh, yeah, apparently he didn't do any better in the movie. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess they gave him like a New York accent or something when he's Italian. Anyways, um, let's just keep going. So anyways, yeah, that's the Super Mario Bros. movie review uh, wrap up in general. Uh, so if you see the movie, hopefully you enjoy it and you, you go in with very low expectations that hopefully... It is uh, your low bar that you've already set for the movie is surpassed, which in turn makes you enjoy the movie. So anyways, uh, click my link in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about the Mario movie reviews coming out by critics? And do you think if you've seen the movie, do you think it's as bad as people are making it out to be? So PlayStation is reportedly reportedly working on a handheld device that is similar to the Nintendo Switch. Now that information in itself should let you know that PlayStation is playing no games and are tired of all the po positive publicity <laughs> that Microsoft is getting right now. Literally, Microsoft is kind of like Thanos and in acquiring all the infinity stones but in the gaming industry the infinity stones will be entire gaming developers like activision um bungie like they're acquiring <laughs> entire gaming developers instead of just acquiring like uh let's say spider-man which is huge you know no disrespect in spider-man's name or um Who's the other one? Oh, and Kratos. So instead of acquiring just exclusive titles, Microsoft is just out here like Thanos acquiring all the gaming developing uh, giants in the game. I mean, I think they have Ubisoft. Uh, I know they have Bungie. Um, they're about to get Activision, which the Activision one, that's the one that PlayStation is just like up and they, they uptight about that one. They are not happy about that at all. Like literally call the Microsoft a monopoly and all type of names so to combat that playstation is pulling their own um tricks out of this what is this tricks out of the sleeve 
tricks up the sleeve i think it's up the sleeve anyways let's keep going so playstation still has some tricks up their sleeve as the the handheld will apparently this is a rumor by the way so this could all be false not just joking <laughs> it's probably gonna be true hopefully but um the playstation handheld connects directly to your ps5 which is why i compared it to the nintendo switch it features adaptive triggers is an eight inch touch screen so think of like the size of your iphone maybe i think the iphone's around eight, eight inches nowadays anyways no i think it's like an ipad what is eight inches that's not too long it's like an iphone i think like a maybe like an xl iphone or like a mini ipad anyways um releasing before the rumored ps5 pro and holiday 2024 so if ps or playstation comes out with a handheld that literally plays off of the playstation 5 i think it will be a success because in general i think the whole thing about handhelds is that is that the quality is downgraded to fit handheld capabilities and if you're able to do the nintendo switch type of version of a playstation 5 handheld then i think that will work for the most part because if you can play on a on the ps5 and go from the ps5 to the handheld and still play that same game with your friends just on the handheld then i think that it will ultimately be a success now can i see the negative side of it yes like you probably won't be able to have as much control over your character than if you was actually on a real controller looking at the tv and obviously the graphics uh probably will look significantly worse on handheld than it would on the tv which you know you will hope so because you know tvs nowadays is pretty advanced and for handhelds i'm not saying they're not i'm just saying they're not on the level of some 4k monitors out there in the world so anyways um what else so yeah so the reportedly uh working on a handheld device and it will work as remote play as well for the ps5 and they're saying that they're codenaming it Q-Lite, which, you know, they always have different nicknames for when they're working on, like, random projects. But this is the one that they're sticking with for the handheld. And they're saying that the remote play will require persistent internet connection, which you would think that would be a given. But, you know, I just had to say that. And the cost, the you know, okay, I already said the adaptive triggers. Oh, okay, this is important. They said the, the console handheld will be able to stream at 1080 60 fps quality interesting it also should suggest that the handheld won't natively run any games i think that's code name or, uh, yeah code name for um whenever you switch to the handheld the graphics will get considerably worse like night and day worse <laughs> but you know there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can play the game i guess um what else they said the playstation 5 handheld will have an 8 inch lcd screen in the middle and is believed to have adaptive triggers okay i already said that and a 3.5 uh mm port present there's no set release date i mean because this is literally all a rumor but it is slated to be late 2024 release Nobody knows about the pricing, but then again, if you can use this as a remote and as an actual uh, function, uh, functionable device to play games on, then it's probably going to cost you, you know, a little, 
okay hold on let me see how much the nintendo switch is i would not think it's it wouldn't be around that nintendo switch price and i know the nintendo switch is like super old so it's probably not going to be like cheaper than the nintendo switch so the nintendo switch is around 300 to 400 dollars so i'm thinking the playstation handheld would probably be around how much was the ps5 the ps5 was like what 800 900 dollars i don't think it was 900 i think it was like seven eight hundred so i think the handheld would be at least 400 like at least but that's just me i don't know i'm looking at this nintendo switch and the capabilities of the switch have have uh is the word uh faltered i think the word is as you know it's, it, i mean whenever something's old as far as technology and, and software i mean it's gonna run slower so as far as the premium price i mean obviously there's no nintendo switch 2 coming out anytime soon so you can't just completely take the prices all the way down but it's not going to be as expensive as when it first came out i would think so i think the ps5 handheld if it was to come out will be around the 400 to 500 price range So click my link here in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about the PlayStation handheld? And also, if PlayStation was to come out with the handheld, do you think it would have the same issue that they had producing compared to when they was producing the PS5? And what I mean by that is, do you think the scarcity of the PS5 when it first came out would be the same issue for the PlayStation handheld? Now, the time has come that we must come together as gamers and remember what was and how special that moment was. Because not every day do you get the Goliaths of the gaming industry to come together on one stage. PlayStation, Microsoft, Nintendo, all on one stage. And in the new age of digital media, they had the epiphany that, hey, we can just do this ourselves. Then we got the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> then we got the Nintendo Direct. Got the PlayStation Showcase. Whatever Microsoft calls a showcase, I don't even know. And in turn, as a result of all the Goliaths of the video game industry just running their own showcase, they decided to leave one of the biggest most prestigious stages in the gaming field mm -mm -mm. so now I come to you with a heavy heart to inform you that E3 2023 
has been canceled. All right. Well, all jokes aside, of course, it's a sad day that uh, E3 2023 has been canceled, but who didn't see this coming? I mean, once PlayStation pulled out, once X, uh, Microsoft pulled out, everybody was just looking at E3 as beneath them, like the bottom of the shoe, just straight up scum. And now, you know, the people who's putting together E3, they had to have a joint, you know, meeting and, and probably decide that it would not be financially responsible to go through with the humongous production that is e3 2023 i mean i know a lot of people who've attended e3 and from the way they talk about it man they be charging an arm and a leg for indie producers to have a booth at those conferences like it was really the grammys of gaming showcase now of course the game the grammys nowadays is the game awards which jeff Keeley is probably uh, delighted to see that E3 2023 is no longer here because that means less uh, competition for him when it comes to Summer Games Fest and um, the Game Awards because I don't know what happened with E3 2023 because you can always take a piece from each platform and have it as your own showcase. I don't know if they was charging too much. I don't know if PlayStation and Microsoft was just like, we're not sharing the stage no more. I don't know what it was, but like I just said with the Nintendo Direct, PlayStation Showcase, and whatever Microsoft calls the stuff, um, they just decided to go direct to consumer by live streaming their own event. And so now they didn't cut E3 2023, which used to be the middleman, used to be the important middleman to get out to a certain audience, is no longer the case. So they left, and now E3 2023 has unfortunately been canceled for the first time in like four years i believe no that first time let me see for the first time no no no. the first time that the big three has pulled out and and uh and four years like sometimes one will pull out or another one will pull out but this is the first time they all pulled out in a while so anyways um the global vp of gaming at repop <laughs> gave a news release saying we appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made being at e3 this summer an obstacle they couldn't overcome for those who did who did commit to e3 we're sorry we can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you've come to expect from repops event experiences and then he continued to say that we will continue to work together on future E3 events. So that's why I keep saying E3 2023 is over as he'll probably try to come back for 2024 and have PlayStation, Microsoft and Nintendo show up. He's probably going to make it the most. Um, he's probably going to try to give them an offer that they can't refuse. So they at least show up in some form or some type of uh, capacity, you know, but for right now, E3 is done. Jeff Keighley with Summer Games Fest will serve as an alternative for the game publishers and developers. And who knows? Maybe PlayStation, PlayStation, Microsoft, and Nintendo will start to pull out of Summer Games Fest. Because in the digital age of events, you honestly don't need a certain platform unless it's bigger than you. So hopefully that makes sense. So um, 
obviously PlayStation Microsoft was like, hey, E3 is not bigger bigger than us, so we just gonna do it. We just gonna give it straight to our consumers. For the Summer Games Fest being attached to the Game Awards show, I think with the prestige that the Game Awards show is starting to have, I think they will definitely show up for the Summer Games Fest. But hey, you never know because at the end of the day, who would have thought that Microsoft, Nintendo, and PlayStation would have pulled out of E3. So anyways, man, unfortunate uh, series of events, but it resulted it resulted in E3 2023 being canceled. And to end this segment, let's give a final statement from what's his name? Kyle Mardish, the global VP of gaming, saying that, quote, this was a difficult decision. Because of all the effort we and our partners put toward making this event happen, but we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for e3 so e3 2023 is officially canceled so click my link in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about e3 2023 being canceled do you care and also with that being canceled what gaming showcase are you now looking forward to getting into the overview of the pod of course, we had to start with the GOAT, a.k.a. the boy, a.k.a. October's very own, a.k.a. Aubrey Graham, but also known as Drake. And we got into his uh, quote-unquote leaked track, but technically he put it out himself on his like OVO sound radio whatever, but it was called Respect Me, and guess who it was featuring? You guessed it, Kim Kardashian, because this man would never, and I mean never, just leave Kanye alone. So then we got to Kanye himself with uh, his AI covers. I kind of talked about the evolution of AI, kind of like the the scary factor of it and just how it could go anywhere from using politicians' voices to say whatever you want to just lighthearted fun of having your favorite artist or musician cover a popular song. Then we transitioned into Drake and Little Uzi. And the unreleased track called At The Gates because some reason they left that track at the gates and then they let it through as it's still not released and it's been made and it's been uh, here finished as a product since 2021. Then we transition into Super Mario Bros. The movie and the review roundup being just atrocious, just straight up calling the movie trash, just saying it's the it's the closest thing to, to garbage since live iteration of super mario bros so the whole movie reviews uh from critics regarding super mario bros is very very uh surprising as it's not looking good in at the, at the slightest then we got to sony reportedly rumor report this could all be fake news but anyways there's rumors that uh sony it's making a handheld that's set to be released late 2024 as a Nintendo Switch type of product to be play, played off of your console on an 8-inch monitor. And I think that that is probably a good move for PlayStation as if you want to get back in the good graces of the consumers, then you have to do something that Microsoft is beating y'all at. And that's making it affordable as with the Xbox Game Pass, probably one of the most affordable ways to play a, a plethora of games that we've had since like Blockbuster and um, that one and Redbox. 
then unfortunately the last segment and the last topic of the episode was e3 2023 being canceled because unfortunately i'm not gonna lie to you this hurt my heart as e3 was something that i always look forward to as going to as a creator but nowadays it seems like e3 is just a the the scum of your shoe you know the school the, the bottom of the earth the bottom of the barrel type of uh showcase as playstation first pulled out microsoft pulled out nintendo pulled out i mean even ubisoft pulled out and they stay with trailers to show their fan base so anyways um yeah man that was unfortunate so e3 2023 is officially canceled so now all you have is just the summer games fest and whatever the respective companies uh want to do as far as their actual direct uh live streaming showcases so um so yeah that's about it for episode 119 let me see where's this at yeah that's about it for episode 119 thank you for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me an email letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and to keep up my latest activities if you want to financially support the show click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast as this oh no and rate this five stars on whatever platform you are currently listening on as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.